Welcome to Raise the Line with Osmosis.org, seeking solutions with leading experts on how to increase healthcare capacity so people can get the care they need during the COVID-19 crisis and beyond. Hey guys, I'm Dr. Risha Desai. I'm the Chief Medical Officer here at Osmosis. And today I have the pleasure of being with Jesse Van Westernen, who is the co-founder of BioMeme and leads their biology team. Jesse is a molecular uh, biologist with a virology background specifically and worked on COVE-1 before COVE-2 ever uh, was known to the world. So Jesse, thank you for being with us here today. Uh, such a pleasure to have you. Hey, thank you uh, for giving us the opportunity to visit with you today. Jesse, can you get into Biomeme, the role of the company, what you guys do, and also how this test works and where it might work? Sure. So at Biomeme, we develop a series of tools that allows anyone to isolate nucleic acids or DNA. We design tests to detect DNA from those samples. We make hardware that allows anyone to amplify that DNA. And uh, our hardware systems communicate off of a smartphone app. Um, so what Biomeme is about is enabling anybody anywhere to detect DNA in short. And really what it's about is providing information from DNA uh, so that stakeholders can use that information. In the case of a diagnostic for human health, um, that can guide treatment options, right? So Biomeme, we've been around for about seven years, and uh, we've had a variety of different use cases we've been working on before this COVID-19 outbreak. Um, a lot of the customers that we had or anyone from the U.S. government who is looking at environmental surveillance. Um, we have a wide variety of researchers that do field work where they want to detect DNA in the field. We've been working with some industry partners around manufacturing and industrial quality control. It, it really runs the gamut of, of use cases and in industries. Um, and uh, there's many more applications that are, that are like that. Since the uh, COVID-19 outbreak, however, uh, we've been inundated with requests for people looking for testing solutions. Um, and that includes the US government and, uh, and hospital systems and others. And so really it's gonna be our main focus for the next, I'd say three to six months, certainly, as we work to scale our manufacturing to provide those testing solutions. What are the big advantages that this process has over other current testing options? Yeah, I'd say the biggest advantage is distributed and fast. So everything's really the size of the palm of your hand. It can be carried anywhere. It has an internal battery, so it can, it can perform around six tests per battery charge. The consumables are also very user-friendly, don't require any uh, extra lab equipment. So you really can perform these molecular grade um, sort of lab standard tests very quickly. And do you mind saying how quickly? So how long does it take for one sample, let's say, to get processed? Yeah, for one sample. So the sample prep process takes a couple of minutes loading the test another couple minutes and then about 45 minutes for the thermal cycler to run. So, you know, all in all, you're getting a sample done in about one hour. If you wanted to run multiple samples, it would add an additional 15 to 20 minutes on that. Can you speak to the sensitivity and specificity of the test and how it might differ from other tests that are out there at the moment for RT-PCR? We were able to get our products to a group in New York called Northwell Health. Um, they're one of the largest uh, hospital providers in, in New York. Um, one of their uh, lab directors and uh, their team who do a lot of the lab testing 
has reached out looking for those distributed diagnostics. Um, they did an initial evaluation uh, with our end-to-end -end test uh, against samples that had already been um, either determined positive or negative with other FDA EUA methods. And uh, we found a 98% um, sensitivity. So there was one uh, discordant result out of, I believe it was 42. So um, we're pretty, very pleased with that. Uh, it, it seems that it'll match most of the other EUA systems that are out there. I know that's a sort of small study for now, but it's with actual COVID-19 samples um, from NP swabs. So uh, it was a, a very good demonstration of a capability. Jesse, do you mind getting into how you're able to get this out there so quickly? I mean, we, we've only, humanity has only known COVID-19 for a handful of months. How did your team work so fast? Yeah, we were able to work really fast. Um, it's what we do at Biomeme is assay development. So we have a lot of experience doing that. When we started seeing news coming out of China of this new coronavirus and, and the extreme measures they were taking, we sort of thought we would jump the gun a little bit and start development of a test as a insurance policy, if you will. And so we really started our test development in late January. Uh, it, within a couple of weeks, we we're able to um, receive back the tests that were designed to do sort of wet validation and verification on them. Once we optimized them, we were able to manufacture them pretty quickly um, and then really spent the last month working on verification and validation for an FDA EUA submission. It, it really is incredible these days how, how quickly you can work with DNA from sequence to a product. It's sort of unprecedented and one of the reasons that I think this pandemic hopefully will turn out a little differently than something like the 1918 Spanish flu or, or others where people just didn't have these types of tools. Jesse, can you get a little bit into kind of where these devices and products would be best fit? Where are they going to be used in terms of like homes or clinics or hospitals in the U.S. or abroad, any of those kinds of topics? Yeah, so that really depends on the, the application or the use case or research or research use, as well as uh, some of these other applications I mentioned, like uh, industrial quality control. The tests are performed really anywhere. They, they could be on site, the back of a truck, um, a small sort of work office or a small lab. When it comes to the COVID-19 or the SARS-CoV-2 tests that we developed, uh, the initial FDA EUA will be for use in moderate to complex CLIA facilities. So that's like, you could think of that as central labs, uh, labs within hospitals, that sort of thing. Um, we also hope to be generating some end-to-end -end test data of farther forward or distributed test settings. So small test, um, pop-up test sites. You could think of like, um, you've seen the drive-through collection sites. We see no reason that we couldn't, people couldn't be using our products right there on site to provide a fast turnaround. You said it could be done anywhere, including the back of a truck. That's a pretty powerful visual. Who can do the test? So, for example, do you need certain training? Can a, can a patient do it themselves? That may seem obvious, but um, or do you need to be a clinician or do you need to have some sort of lab uh, credential to be able to pull this off? I would say that really anybody with training can do that. I feel confident that I can demonstrate to a user um, and get them comfortable with, with the procedure. And then practice helps, right? So after a few times of them doing it, it really is pretty simple. In terms of the COVID-19 testing, I'd see the first users being people with a little more experience. So this could be um, lab technicians, medical technicians, 
nurses, those sort of users. It's really not in a place or approved for home use yet. So you won't see the initial products in the home, but one day that's where we want to go. And that'll be even more powerful when we get there. If this does get government approval, which, you know, obviously uh, everyone is kind of collectively hoping more and more tests are available on the market like this one, how quickly could you ramp up production of this? So if we get FDA EUA approval, um, we've been working to ramp our manufacturing and and scale that such that we can deliver uh, as many tests as possible where they're needed. Um, To do that, we've already initiated uh, manufacturing of a second assembly line of our sample prep products. And um, we've been working with our manufacturers on the freeze drying side to also scale that. Um, I think that that work will be done in probably uh, one to two months um, to really get to that sufficient scale where we hope to be able to supply thousands of these tests uh, weekly. Can you speak just briefly to the role of testing in general, how important it is to fight COVID-19? Yeah, I think testing is critical to fight COVID-19. I think that the lack of testing early on really caused a lot of problems. People didn't know where the virus was, how much of it, what there was. And it really has led to an acceleration in the number of cases. Um, You look at places like South Korea that implemented very good testing very early on. They've been able to flatten the curve better than we have so far. So I think going forward, as we slowly thaw from the extreme social distancing and current lockdown measures, I think that testing will be critical to keeping the virus at bay, really understanding where it's at, who has it, and most importantly, um, track and trace individuals that may have been exposed, test them such that you can isolate. And I think that'll be how the world will slowly try to get back to some normalcy from here. What's your message for providers right now? Oh, man. Um, Keep doing what you're doing. You're you're, uh, critical. I I think one of the best things that's come out of this is people really realizing and and appreciating the healthcare workers out there, right, who are, are working their butts off to make sure that as many of us stay healthy. And so I hope that that's one of the long-term lasting things that come out of this whole mess is a better appreciation for not only healthcare workers, but public health in general. And then more broadly, what do you think can or should be done overall to raise the line? In other words, to expand the capacity of our healthcare system? I mean, that's a tough one. I, I think that in our case, testing is critical, not only in companies like ourselves, but there's many, many others out there that are all working to provide uh, as much testing solutions as we can. And it, it's going to take the combined uh, approach of of really everyone in the entire industry um, to do that. I guess from my perspective, yeah, being more immersed in the on the testing side of things, that, that's where I see the, uh, how we can help. Jesse, it's been a pleasure chatting with you. I'm pretty uh, impressed with what BioMeme's doing. I think our audience is going to be pretty wowed by what you just had to say. Thanks for doing it. Thanks, Rishi and the Osmosis team. Uh, it was a pleasure speaking with you. For more information on how you can help raise the line and flatten the curve, go to osmosis.org slash COVID-19. If you like this podcast, please share it on your social channels. You can also subscribe to the series and check out all of our podcasts at osmosis.org slash raise the line podcast. Podcast.